Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there. Welcome back to this podcast. This is going to be for um, Matthew 28, and as well as Mark 16, Luke 24, and John chapter 20. And uh, so now in the life, in the story here of, God, of Jesus, we've had, um, we've had his crucifixion. And so now we're going to have the uh, happy resurrection. All righty. Just as a... Uh, As a preliminary here, I just want to read a few things. Uh, Christ ministers in the spirit world during this time. What hymns they must have composed and sung when he burst through the veil and greeted the righteous who were assembled waiting. Premortal and paradisiacal choirs with voices raised in rejoicing at the opening of the Savior's tomb and thereby every tomb in the world. Not every tomb, but uh, the, the tomb of the righteous, the saints. Christ's resurrection, what is the greatest news the world has ever heard? He is risen. The resurrection proves the divinity of Jesus Christ. New Testament record of the resurrected Jesus' appearances. So these are witnesses of Jesus' resurrection. Mary Magdalene, the two women, or the women, not just two, but the women. Peter, Cleopas, and Luke on the road to Emmaus. Ten apostles on resurrection day. The eleven with Thomas. Seven apostles at Galilee the eleven in Galilee, five hundred brethren in Galilee, James the brother of Jesus, and the eleven at the ascension. So these are all witnesses of uh, Jesus' resurrection to prove that Jesus is the Messiah, the, the, the Christ, the anointed one, the Son of God. Alrighty, beginning in verse in chapter 28 of Matthew, uh, I'm going to be skipping verse 1 for now because in the Joseph Smith translation, verse 1 actually comes after verse 4. So, verse 2, And behold, there had been a great earthquake, for two angels of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And their countenance was like lightning, and their raiment white as snow. And for fear of them, the keepers did shake and became as though they were dead. So the angels must have been resurrected also, uh, resurrected after Jesus was. Just as the door of the tomb of the resurrection was now open, signaling its occupant was no longer there, so too the door of spirit prison was now open, signaling that its righteous inhabitants were free from the bondage of death and could no, and would no longer be confined there. With the opening of the tomb, the disciples could look inside as well as enter the sepulcher and know for themselves that the tomb was empty, that Jesus had returned to life that he really was the Savior with power to raise his own physical body back to life. And that was by Skinner and uh, Ogden in verse by verse. Verse 1 now, In the end of the Sabbath day, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, early in the morning came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And that's similar to verse 1 of John uh, chapter 20. These other women included Mary, the mother of Joseph, Joanna, Salome, Mary's sister, and in one other place it calls Mary uh, Salome Mary also, the mother of James and John, Jesus' cousins. Certainly the beloved sisters from Bethany were there, Mary and Martha. Their total number may well have been in the dozens or scores. Certainly among those faithful sisters there were some or all of the wives of the apostles. 
very, verse 2 of Mark says, And verily early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us, the, roll us away the stone <clears throat> from the door of the sepulcher? But when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And two angels sitting thereon, clothed in long white garments, and they were affrighted. And uh, in and Luke it adds, and bowed their faces to the earth. And then back to Matthew it says, and angels answered and said unto them, and the angels answered and said unto them, women, and to the women, fear not ye, for we know that we that ye seek Jesus which was crucified. And then in Luke it says, for he is not here, for he but he is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. And they entered in the sepulchre, and not finding the body of the Lord Jesus, in Mark it says, Behold the place where they laid him, and they entering into the sepulcher saw the place where they had laid Jesus. And then in Matthew it says, And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And then John chapter 20, verse 2, Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and saith unto them, they have taken away the Lord out of the sepulchre, and we know not where they have laid him. In in Mark it says, And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulchre, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said, there, neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. In John, in verse 3 of John, it says, Peter therefore went forth that other and that other disciple, and came to the sepulcher. We know that that's John the Beloved. So they ran together, and the other disciple did outrun Peter. Uh, John the Beloved is probably younger than Peter. but And came first to the sepulcher, and he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet when he, he went not in. Then cometh Simon Peter, following him, and went into the sepulcher, and seeth the linen clothes lie. And the napkin that was about his head not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple, which came, which for, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed. For as yet they knew not, the, knew not the, the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went, aw, went away again unto their own house, unto their own home. How could they fully understand the resurrection? It had never happened before. The cloth that had been wrapped about Jesus' head, the napkin in King James Version, was still by itself, separate from the linen, just as it had been before the resurrection. The Greek word used in John 20, verse 7, literally meant having been wrapped up, has sometimes been translated as folded, presumably because translators have not, under, have not understood the power a resurrected body has over the elements and solid objects, and that was by Andrew Skinner. The strips of cloth were left in such a way as to show that his resurrected body had passed through their folds and strands without the need of unwinding the strips or untying the napkin. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. So as John and Peter come to the sepulcher, John gets there first but waits for Peter. John, out of respect for the senior apostle, lets Peter enter first. Um, also, grave robbers would never have taken the time to fold the grave clothes, but someone did, for they were wrapped together. 
Uh, at least that's one one interpretation. So let's go now to um, back to Mark, where it says in verse 9, Now when Jesus had risen early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Why was Mary the first mortal to see the resurrected Christ? It's possible that Mary was his wife. In our versions of the Bible, Mary is indicated as one who had seven devils. This may have been added by evil men who wanted women to look to be looked in a bad light. It may not be true. So back to John uh, chapter 20, verse 11. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the, uh, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She saith unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back, and saw Jesus standing, and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener. Isn't it interesting that she thinks him to be the gardener, which in fact he is, but... Um, not at this time, saith unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. And then it says, Jesus saith unto her, Mary, she turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Hold me not. Isn't Isn't this the moment we all hope for, that Jesus will call us by name in the same loving way? The Greek verb hapto can mean touch, hold, or cling. Thus, Mary could embrace Jesus and be told not to hold him further because he would leave earth and return to his father. The view is favored by translators because Greek verbs have forms for singular action and forms for continuous action. The latter is used here, producing the following modern translations. Do not hold on to me. Do not cling to me. Stop holding on to me. There is no scriptural foundation for the idea that Jesus ascended that morning to his father except reasoning from a translation like the King James Version. This translation was also changed by Joseph Smith for hold, should replace touch. That was by Robert Matthews. Elder McConkie's explanation of this is, you cannot hold me here for I am going to ascend to my father. In other words, you can't keep me here. Certainly, Jesus would have allowed Mary to have given him a hug. For I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and your father, and to my God and your God. Over in Matthew verse 9 it says, And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet. These are the women now that have come and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Back to John, verse 18, Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that she had, and that he had spoken these things unto her. In, in Luke, it says it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James and other women who were with them, who told these things unto the apostles and their words seemed to them as idle tales and they believed them not. In a day when messengers or when messages were usually carried by runners, both Isaiah and Abinadi spoke of the beautiful feet of those who would one day run with the most important message of all, the message of the atonement of Christ. And that's what's happening here, isn't it? Matthew twenty seven, verse fifty two says, And the graves were opened, and the bodies of the saints which slept arose who were many, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, went into the holy city and appeared unto many. Those were those who were worthy of celestial glory were resurrected at this time. 
In section 133, verse 54, it says, Yea, Enoch also, and they who were with him, the prophets who were before him, and Noah also, and they who were before him, and Moses also, and they who were before him, and from Moses to Elijah, and from Elijah to John, who were with Christ in his resurrection, and the holy apostles with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob shall be in the presence of the Lamb. And so that's a list of those that were resurrected at the time. Also, all the worthy saints. To us the first resurrection shall commence when Christ comes again, and the second resurrection shall start at the end of the millennium. But for those who lived prior to the time of the resurrection of Christ, the first resurrection itself, the resurrection of the just, was the one which accompanied the coming forth of the Son of God from the grave. Enoch and Samuel the Lamanite both spoke specifically of the resurrection that would take place when Jesus took up his body again. Isaiah recorded, Thy dead men shall live together with my, my dead body, shall they arise. Awake and sing, ye that dwell in dust, for the, for the dew is as the dew of the herbs, and the earth shall cast out the dead. Abinadi explained the doctrine involved and told who would come forth in this resurrection, which is the one in which Matthew wrote, But behold, the bands of death shall be broken, and the sun reigneth, and hath power over the dead. Therefore he bringeth to pass the resurrection of the dead, and there cometh a resurrection, even a first resurrection. This, the first resurrection includes both celestial and terrestrial kingdom people. He is not talking about the time of the resurrection, but the condition of it. Yea, even a resurrection of those that have been, and who are, and who shall be, even until the resurrection of Christ. This first resurrection is not to be confused with the first resurrection spoken of in the Doctrine and Covenants, which has reference to the coming forth from the grave of the faithful saints from the time of Christ to the time of, the, of his second coming. Those living in the millennium are also spoken of as coming forth in, his, in a first resurrection, for they too obtain an exaltation. James E. Talmadge said, Two general resurrections are mentioned in the scriptures, and these may be specified as first and final or as the resurrection of the just and the resurrection of the unjust. The first was inaugurated by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, immediately following which many of the saints came forth from their graves. A continuation of this, the resurrection of the just, has been in operation since and will be greatly extended or brought to pass in a general way in connection with the coming of Christ in his glory. The final resurrection will be deferred until the end of the thousand years of peace and will be a connection in connection with the last judgment. Bruce R. McConkie said, To those who lived before the resurrection of Christ, the day of his coming forth from the dead was known as the first resurrection. Abinadi and Alma, for instance, so considered it. To those who have lived since that day, the first resurrection is yet future and will take place at the time of the second coming. We have, we have no knowledge that the resurrection is going on now or that any persons have been resurrected since the day in which Christ first came forth, excepting Peter and James, and Moroni, all of whom had special labors to perform in this day, which necessitated tangible bodies, tangible resurrected bodies. I'll also make mention that there were also nine of the uh, of the twelve apostles uh, that were on the American continent, that when they asked what they wanted, that they could be, be able to come into Jesus' kingdom with him quickly, and that means that they would have been resurrected, so they're probably resurrected. I would also add to those numbers probably also the wives of these uh, brethren that I've just mentioned, the nine and then the three, Peter, James, and Moroni, I, I would guess also that their wives had been resurrected. That's just my opinion. It doesn't say that in the scriptures anywhere, but I think that that would be the case. 
Also, in, uh, it mentions in uh, the, the Doctrine and Covenants, and now the resurrection of all the prophets and all those that have believed in their words, or of all those that have kept the commandment of God, shall come forth in the first resurrection. Therefore, they are the first resurrection. The second resurrection is for telestial and sons of perdition. Uh, also speaking of the first resurrection, they are raised to dwell with God. This is the celestial one who has redeemed them. Thus they have eternal life through Christ who has broken the bands of death. And these are those who have part in the first resurrection. And these are they that have died before Christ came in their ignorance, not having salvation declared unto them. These are terrestrial, but still part of the first resurrection. And thus the Lord bringeth about the rest restoration of these, and they have a part in the first resurrection, or have eternal life being redeemed by the Lord. Joseph Fielding Smith said, We are taught that we we will be punished for our own sins, but what of these millions who sinned ignorantly, not having any knowledge of the mission of the Son of God? According to the divine plan, the truth of the gospel must eventually be declared to them, for it is written that the voice of the Lord is unto all men, and there is none to escape, and there is no eye that shall not be shall not see, neither ear that shall not hear, neither heart that shall not be penetrated. We are taught that mankind through the ages will be judged by the privileges and opportunities to know the truth. If a person never had the opportunity to know anything about the plan of salvation, then surely he should not be held accountable for his deeds in the flesh on an equality with the man who knew the truth and then refused to obey it. Thousands of these people have, who lived in this ignorance were devoid and, and faithful were devout and faithful to the doctrines which they had been taught. They cannot be held accountable for their actions which were done in faith and obedience and to which they were they devoutly believed and had been taught fortunately the lord will judge us by the intent of the of the heart as well as by our understanding therefore it seems that it was only a matter of justice for the lord to do what abinadi said he would do and permit these who innocently died in their ignorance not having salvation declared unto them to have part in this great resurrection uh, back to Matthew 28 verse 11 now when they were going behold some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests of the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders who had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And if this come to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. I think I mentioned, may have mentioned that before. Anyway, that's all we're going to read for this episode, and come back for the next time, and we'll see you later. Bye.